I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's been a year since the death of al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. President Obama marked the anniversary with his speech from Afghanistan a couple of days ago. Bin Laden was killed in neighboring Pakistan by U.S. special forces who raided his compound. That raid yielded a cache of documents and letters, some of which were released online by U.S. authorities today. The BBC security correspondent Gordon Carrera says only 17 documents have been made public. That's all we have today, so close to 200 pages at most, um, 17 documents, some from bin Laden, some from other people perhaps to bin Laden. There was talk that a total of 6,000 documents had been found in Abbottabad at that compound on various flash drives mm. and uh, computers and so on. So it is a tiny sample, and of course that makes it very hard to know how representative it really is of what was found and why these have been selected and not other documents to be released. Now, one of the big reveals of these letters is that uh, they show al-Qaeda as an organization divided. Uh, how so? What were the details on that? Well, I think what's interesting is the relationship between al-Qaeda's leadership around Osama bin Laden and the affiliates, those groups which had allied themselves to al-Qaeda in places like Iraq, in Yemen, in Somalia, but which al-Qaeda's leadership and Osama bin Laden couldn't necessarily control. And you can sense, in, in a way, from some of the documents, Osama bin Laden wanting to exercise a kind of command and control over the organisation and those who, who follow him, but actually not really being able to from this isolated position he was in. There's clear criticism, particularly from a number of documents, about al-Qaeda in Iraq and the way in which it had undermined support for itself by killing a large number of Muslim civilians in Iraq. There's also fascinating notes, one from an associate, we think, talking about even rebranding al-Qaeda. Changing the saying, name. Well, the yeah. Changing the name, basically saying the name has been discredited. Did they have any suggestions for new names? Uh, more religiously focused ones mm -hmm. about monotheism, uh, which aren't exactly catchy in their titles, but um, uh, it doesn't look like it really got anywhere. But that concern over image, I think, and, and presentation is clearly key. And also the sophistication with which his U.S.-born media advisor kind of analyzes the various media outlets in the United States. That was a pretty close analysis. Well, it was, and it goes down to which correspondence. I mean, it names correspondence on, on different American TV networks, even. Fox versus CNN uh, looks at whether they could follow a strategy of passing information to certain journalists and then seeing what happens and trying to get a, a better means of getting their message out. We can't rely on Al Jazeera and Internet forums, it says, fascinating how much time they spent thinking, I suppose, about the media and about image, as well as attacks, because there is material in there about attacks, about trying to shoot down a plane with President Obama on board if it came to Pakistan or Afghanistan. Right. Well, I was just going to mention that the, the documents reveal this order from bin Laden to his associates that they ought to be looking for opportunities to assassinate President Obama or General David Petraeus, but he warned them not to kill Vice President Joe Biden. Do, do the letters explain his reasoning? Well, yes. I mean, it's a rather bizarre little passage where it basically says if, if, if these leaders come to Pakistan or Afghanistan, let's try and shoot down their planes with a missile. But not Joe Biden. And the reason it says, because they think he's, he, he wouldn't make a good president if, if President Obama was killed and if he, if he took over. So better to keep him in place. I mean, it's a slightly bizarre bit of logic. And it's one of a few areas where you sense a slight disconnect from reality with, with some of the letters. Gordon, as you said, the sense uh, we get here from these letters is of uh, bin Laden's control over al-Qaeda ebbing away. How does that reframe the decision to kill him last year, in your view? 
I think for a while people questioned whether he was actually in operational control of al-Qaeda. And I think for a long time people realised that he wasn't. Basically, to stay alive until he was killed, he was having to keep such a low profile that he could not command his organisation. I think that's confirmed by these documents. And I think, in that sense, his death did not affect the day-to-day -day operations of al-Qaeda that much. Mm. The drone strikes in Pakistan and Afghanistan, to some extent, certainly have in killing those people who were operationally commanding al-Qaeda. That's where the real impact has been. But then we have seen this dispersal of al-Qaeda to places like Yemen and parts of Africa, where there it has become, if you like, more virulent and more dangerous, and a shift away from Pakistan and Afghanistan. So I think his death clearly was symbolically hugely important, but the operational impact is a bit harder to gauge, and I think these documents confirm that. We've got a link to the al-Qaeda documents at theworld.org. Gordon Carrera, the BBC security correspondent, thank you very much. Thank you.